The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Expand the power of your personal energy. Welcome to Energy Activation with Sandra Ann Taylor. Hello, this is Sandra Ann Taylor, and I'm so excited to invite you to my new podcast, Meet Your Ancestors and Guides. And today we're having a special guest, Sharon Ann Klingler, whose new book is Answers from the Ancestral Realms. I'm so excited about this because I've read this book and it's phenomenal. And I have so many questions to ask Sharon. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you very much, Sandra. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. It's very exciting for me to be here with you. Um, And I'm very excited to be able to have my uh, new book here with you too. And um, you have read it because you did the audio read (laughs) of the book because um, I had COVID and I was coughing too much to do the audio read. So I really appreciate that. Um, So if anybody out there gets the audio book, they'll be hearing Sandra's voice. Although Um, they might not be able to tell. That's right. (laughs) Since we're identical twins, um, our voices are very, very similar. And even our mother couldn't tell us apart on the telephone. (laughs) That's right. Um, she can from now, now from spirit. That's right. She knows who we <laughs> she are knows now. Who we are now. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about that. Our ancestors in spirit, and this is part of the book, a big part of it, but it's not the only part of it because in our next podcast, this is such a comprehensive subject. We're going to be doing two podcasts. This is the first one, and the next one will be about ancestral healing, which is so. Um, important and really popular right now. Um, So, but let's talk about uh, the ancestors uh, that we long to speak with, and even our family, although there are more than just our family, I know. So let's talk about the ancestors and the spirit guides. Are our ancestors our spirit guides, and are they limited to just our ancestors? Well, first of all, I have to say that our ancestors are not limited to just our biological ancestors. Mm-hmm. Our biological ancestors have a lot of people, most people in walk through the world um, thinking that um, the biological family are, only, are, are the ancestors only, um, and they're not. The word ancestor means those who have gone before. Mm -hmm. And and that means everyone who's gone before in various distinctive um, 
uh, areas. Uh, for instance, I was actually talking to my broker yesterday, and I was explaining this to him. And I was saying, uh, you have those who have gone before you in the world of finance. And for instance, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt was a major player in the world of finance and uh, the stock market and commodities and um, and gold and silver. My goodness, big player in gold and silver. And so Cornelius Vanderbilt is um, one who has gone before all those who are in brokering and um, stock markets and that type of thing. So we all have ancestors who are our biological ancestors, but those of us who are writers have those who have gone before us who have been writers, and nurses have those who have gone before them who were nurses, and architects have those who have gone before them who were architects. So there are ancestors that um, have every distinct type of nature in um, purpose, and in organizations, for instance, if you are a Freemason, you have ancestral um, spirit guides who were Freemasons, those who have gone before you as a Freemason. So people um, have to understand and learn that there are so many who have gone before who can help them, who are not limited to only the family. But um, of course, the family are very, very, very important. And um, and that's another thing that I like to um, help people relearn because there are a lot of people in this work and a lot of people, not even only in the work of being a medium or talking to spirit, but a lot of people who meditate and talk to their spirit guides and they make a distinction between their loved ones and their family members and their spirit guides. Um, some people even believe that in some ways their spirit guides are more important, maybe because they think their spirit guides help them in some manner to work on their spiritual evolution, their psychic development, or that type of thing. And, and so they think that maybe their family I don't know, doesn't know how to bring them the guidance that they need, and nothing could be further from the truth. Um, first of all, anyone in spirit who brings you guidance is a guide, right? right. I mean, so, mm -hmm. yeah, so, I mean, right there, everybody, everybody in your family is a spirit guide. I mean, you might have an uncle who um, was a bookkeeper and could help you with your, with your own personal finances, and you might have a grandmother who helps you with your children, and you might have an aunt who was a teacher and who might help you with your son or daughter who needs some help with uh, their classes. So in those ways, but what a lot of people don't remember is that everybody has a lot, a lot, a lot of past lives, a lot of past lives. I mean, if you remember that the the earth is, you know, millions of years old, you know, we could have had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of past lives. And that is also true with your friends and family and spirit. So you don't know if your, your grandma in spirit may not have been a, um, a very spiritual person in her past life and um, might have even been in a monastery 
or might have been even a Buddhist monastery in one of her past lives. So when she passes, she could have a recollection of all of that spiritual discovery. So talking to your grandmother could open up a whole new world of spiritual guidance for you that you don't even know about. So it's really important not to discount your friends and family, for sure. Or anybody. I mean, when you think about it, there are so many spirits and people we can access, you know, and I do want to clarify something. A lot of people, you mentioned Cornelius Vanderbilt, and a lot of people, I, when I do readings and stuff, I see some famous people guiding the people I'm talking to. Absolutely. And almost to a person, they go, oh, no, why would that person want right. to work with me? Because they're famous. Right. But we have to realize that they are drawn into the purpose. They have a, a resonance with our intention. And even if we're not an actual stockbroker or an investor in terms of, you know, big time investing like Vanderbilt was, even if we're just dabbling in the stock market, right. we could call him and, and, and get some answers from him about which stocks to choose. Absolutely. Or, and many others. Absolutely. So uh, it's important to realize the, the depth of, you know, resources we have in terms of the numbers of spirits, both within our family and around the, around the world and through history right. that can help us. And I'm so, so glad you brought up that important point because, the, because you have to remember what you're doing in any given moment puts a certain amount of light and energy in your aura. Mm-hmm. And that energy and your aura kind of goes out into your aura, into the, the world like a beacon. And that calls the spirit world. And, and I, you know, spirit, spirits are very frustrated because they do want to work with the physical beings and they do want to help us. And they're looking for the lights that shine and nobody's talking to them. Yeah. <laughs> and they so, long to have that joy too. They do, they do. And they do help. They do help as many people and their loved ones as they can. And they do reach in and they do drop ideas into our right brains. And and if we don't communicate with them directly and consciously, you know, we usually think they're our own ideas. And that's as much as they can do to help us. But but yes, Cornelius Van, if you're if even if you're not a broker and you're looking at and you're looking at, you know, the stock exchange and or looking at your own own investment ideas and you your energy is going out there you can call him and by the way Cornelius Vanderbilt was not only a stockbroker but one of the people once one time when he was asked how do you know when to sell and when to buy he said do as I do I ask the spirits because he was also a spiritualist, yes. and he was also into connecting to spirits. So he 
definitely wants to help you. Cornelius Vanderbilt is available. Right. For Didn't he the have asking. a medium or a spiritualist? Yes, Victoria who, Woodhall. Yes, yes. who gave mm-hmm. him uh, advice. Yeah. Right. Yes, she was a medium, and she connected with him and her sister as well. And so, um, so yes, so that's exactly the type of example. There are spirits out there. If you're a writer, it's not impossible that, um, you know, Elizabeth Barrett Browning may be helping you with your poetry. She sees your aura. Yes. Yeah. And I've actually experienced that firsthand. I had, uh, I couldn't believe it myself when he came to me in a meditation, Arthur Conan Doyle. Yes. And I dissed him. I said, no, you're not. (laughs) You're not Arthur Conan Doyle. But he was. He gave me answers and he gave me information about my life and my history that no one else would have known. And I, and I realized, you know, it was legitimate because, mm-hmm. you know, he was also a spiritualist. Big and, time. Yeah. Big time. He spent his life lecturing about mediumship and connecting, and he married a medium. His yeah. second wife was a medium. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, I resonated with him because I read, in my 20s, I read every Sherlock Holmes story. I don't know why. Past life, I'm sure. <laughs> anyway, so we realized then that our spirit guides can be anybody. Anybody from our family, from the people that do the same things or did the same things that resonate with us. Uh, what? So people want to connect with that. And you have so many good processes in your book. My gosh, it is just rife with wonderful, wonderful, easy, easy processes to connect with spirit. But what are what would you say are some of the steps that would help us to do that? We have to keep it very simple. You know, um, uh, it's really not a a challenging or difficult thing at all. The first, there are really only three very simple steps. The first step is to um, uh, call to invite your spirit ancestors, and that includes your family and all the other ancestral people, like the writers who want to help you with the writing and the investment dudes who want to help you with the investments, everybody. And um, and you don't have to distinguish whom you're calling. Just open the door and invite them. And at the same time, create the intention. Now, really, um, those are two sides of the same coin. When you invite your ancestors, your spirit guides, um, that actually sets your intention. And um, so that you really don't have to worry about setting your intention because that's the intentional set right there, the invitation. I I ask you a question. Mm -hmm. When you mean, when you say setting your intention, are you talking about the intention to connect with spirit or the specific intention like, I'd like to know which stock to buy or I need some help on this book? No, that's a good question. Setting the intention to be with spirit. Okay. Setting the intention to connect with spirit, to communicate with spirit. So that's why it's inviting the spirit people intending to be with spirit. So that's the invitation is the intention. So, um, so all you have to do is invite them and that's, that's, sends your intention into your focus and out to the spirit world. And really, it's kind of silly. Um, No, it's not silly. Let's say it might be a little redundant because spirit's hanging out with you all the time anyway. Mm -hmm. So inviting them is like calling your friends and inviting them to come be with you in your living room when they're already there. 
Um, Because your spirit people are often already there. Um, You have a lot less privacy than you think. Um, But but the invitation sets your intention so you can focus on your communication. So your intention to be with spirit, to communicate with them, goes out into your focus and out into the spirit world with your invitation to them. So that's the first step. The next step is to activate the right brain. Spirit communicates to us through the right brain. Um, The right brain is the imaging side of the brain. The left parietal lobe is where we do math, where we analyze, where we judge, where we measure. Now that's the domain of the ego. Judging and measures the measuring's the domain of the ego. We don't we we can't be in the left brain and talk to spirit. We can't be judging and measuring. That's not where we naturally talk to spirit. As a matter of fact, that will take us away from perceiving spirit. We have to be in the imaging side of the brain. Spirit drops images, ideas, concepts, pictures, symbols, that type of thing, into our right imaging brain. And so we have to be in the right brain and allow ourselves to perceive things in the right brain. And um, so, but we can't think, I have to be in the right brain. That's a thought. And that's an that actually activates the left brain. That's a judgment. Mm-hmm. So we need to activate the right brain. So we create an image. We can create the image of a door where spirit steps through the door or whatever have you. And um, and so anything we can do to activate the right brain that turns the right brain on and that lets us use the right brain and let spirit drop in the next image and the next image and the next image. I like to use a door because that because that allows us to create the image of spirit stepping through. Now, for those of you that aren't visual, you'll have to get it conceptually, but that'll, that's um, easy. For instance, everybody that's listening now, let yourself see or conceptualize an image of an apple. Everybody can get that right now. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you're seeing it in your mind's eye, right now I see a green apple. Anybody can see whatever kind of apple they have. If you're not seeing it, you're thinking of one. That's everybody right now, see a door. You can see an image of a door. Whatever kind of door you get, you get a door. That's not a hard thing to do. That's activating the right brain. So after you activate the right brain, you let spirit give you the image that follows the activation. And then, um, and, and, you, and whatever happens, you do the next thing you do is trust everything that follows. And trust is one of the most important things I teach even to professional mediums. That's the um, trust is the coin of the realm in spirit communication. It buys, it gives you everything that you value from the spirit world. So you have to, you, mo- many people, when they have an experience in the right brain, since it's it through the imaging side of the brain, it feels just like their imagination. So they say, I'm only imagining it. I must be making it up. And so they just totally dish it out, right? They dismiss it. And that's the thing, the last thing you should do. If you dismiss it, then you throw it out and you throw out your experience of spirit. And it's it's, uh, an important connection to letting go of the left brain activity because a lot of people find it hard to trust what they get when they're constantly, constantly analyzing or expecting. 
like I, I I've taught you know people to do uh, me- angel meditations. Well, I don't see angels. I don't hear them. I don't th- this or that. But you're a lot of times I find that they're looking and looking and looking and and, and ex- hoping and that expectation right. and then the disappointment from not right. getting it is like then it just shuts down the right side of the brain. So if right. you just let go of analysis. Let go of expectations. Stop, you know, trying to gauge, is it working? Is it working? Right. Then That's you can get into brain. the trust more easily. That's all left brain thought. If you want to know if you're in the left brain, all you have to do is look and see if you're asking, Am, is this working? Am I seeing something? What's supposed to happen? What am I supposed to get? Nothing's happening. All of those thoughts are left brain thoughts. And if you're in the left brain, you're not in the right brain. And that means the right brain for experience and the right brain to talk to spirit. And also people are expecting to see things with their eyes and to hear things with their ears. Yes. It doesn't happen with the physical senses. Nope. It happens with your inner senses, just like when I just said, see an apple, see a door. That's exactly how it's supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. It's not supposed to happen with your eyes or with your ears. Right. So if you are finding yourself experiencing any types of those thoughts, you're in the left brain and you're literally, by being in the left brain, preventing yourself from experiencing spirit. You and that and when that happens, you can't think, oh my God, I need to go over to the right brain. I got to get over the right brain, go to the right brain, go to the right brain. (laughs) Thinking about going to the right brain is not going to the right brain. Okay, thinking about that, thinking about anything is like, is, 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 you're, is thinking about anything is like kicking your way out of quicksand. You're just going to go deeper into thoughts. Okay, right. you're going to go deeper into the quicksand. You have to create an image, activate the right brain. Create an image of a door, create an image of a path where you go over a hill and there are a spirit or, you know, anything that you want to do. Create an image. Create an image of anything and you have to activate the right brain use the right brain to make it happen. So yes. It's, it's such an important um, aspect. And people think, oh, you have to be special to no. get these messages. All you have to do is relax and get out of your own head. Right. Get into your imagination and open up your heart. Right. right. And um, you have so many wonderful little processes, easy processes in the book. And um, so I hope everyone, we're going to do a process. So keep these steps in mind as you start to think about inviting spirit, because we're going to do a process right now. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Okay, so Sharon is now going to lead us through one of the many wonderful meditations she has in her book. 
I have been meditating myself for decades and I'm using these little easy exercises and finding new ways to connect and really immediate responses coming in. So I asked Sharon to lead us through a process and she's going to do that now. All right, everybody, thank you, Sandra. Okay, so everybody close your eyes and take a deep, relaxing breath. And with every subsequent breath, you're going to feel your body relax further and further, letting go of all cares and worries. Your breath comes and goes. And now let yourself send forth the invitation to all of your ancestral guides your friends and family members, but all of your ancestors from groups and organizations and your cultures and territories and all of your ancestors of purposes and past lives too. Send that invitation forth and feel your intention to be with them know them and communicate with them, fill you up. As your body relaxes further with every breath. And now you're going to open and turn on your right brain, your imaging side of the brain And you're going to activate that imaging with an image or a thought. And you're going to see before you now, or see in your mind's eye. And if you don't see, let yourself get it any way that you get it. Maybe it might be a thought. But let yourself get a door now. Let yourself see a door, however it is that you see it, or sense it. It might be before you or in a thought, but let yourself experience and perceive a door right now. Notice what color it is. Notice how you experience it. And as you experience it right now, you start to notice and make yourself perceive this now. This is your imaging and you're activating your right brain. And as you perceive it, the door starts to open and the door opens before you, and through that door comes one of your ancestors. Notice who it is. You might know who it is, you might not know who it is, that's fine, however you perceive it. Don't go into your left brain asking questions wondering how you're supposed to get it, you might just get it as a knowing thought. And another ancestor walks through the door and follows the first, and then another, and another. Perhaps they're all family members, and perhaps some of them may be from olden times. You might notice the dress could be old. Let whoever comes through the door come through the door, one after the other. 
and soon you have around you a number of wonderful, loving ancestors. Some of, you, some of them from the family, some of them from ancient times, some of them from different cultures, perhaps. Don't go into your left brain wondering, analyzing. You might just feel energy. You might just sense colors. You might just see faces, or you might just know things. Everybody gets things differently. Let yourself experience it just the way you experience it, and trust everything you get. Take just a moment or two to be with these loving ancestors and feel them all around you now. And as these wonderful ancestors embrace you with their love and their heart and their minds, one of them would like to give you a simple symbol that helps you. Don't go into your left brain trying to figure out what it's for or what it means. It might be a color. It might be a shape. It might be a word. Could be the word love. Could be the word yes. Could be an image of a candle or a light bulb or anything. Let yourself get a simple symbol and if it's replaced by a second symbol, let whatever happens happen for you. But right now, let your ancestors give you a symbol or two or three and let them just pop into your mind. Let yourself be totally spontaneous. Make yourself get a symbol. Simple, anything even a word. Make yourself get a word, a simple word. Now make yourself get a color. Spirit is giving you a color right now. Let yourself see the color or know the color. And let your ancestors now give you one final symbol And let yourself wrap that up now, and you can invite all of your ancestors to you anytime. And after you complete this process, you can get your journal out and write down all of the things you noticed, all of the different ancestors you sensed, the about everything you noticed about the door and everything you noticed about the different colors, words, and symbols. And after that, you can go into your left brain and try to interpret anything that you got. And I'm going to count from one to three and you will easily come back. One, feel your hands and feet, your arms and legs. Two, 
Say thank you to all of these ancestors who have been with you today and are with you always. Three, say thank you to yourself for opening your right brain and experiencing everything. Coming back all the way now, easy to recall everything, opening your eyes as you're ready to do so, and let yourself remember to journal everything that happened for you after you're done with this podcast. Thank you, Sharon. That was wonderful. I saw a lot, a lot of family people, even people that have been passed for many, many years. Yes. That that we were young when they passed. They were visiting and coming up with all sorts of good symbols for me. And uh, it's it's nice to just be open. I meditate so much with specific questions in mind and just to be open and ready and willing to hear and see and sense anything is so, so wonderful. So thank you. You're very welcome. What I'd like to say about this, sometimes I say the word, make yourself get a word, make yourself get a symbol, make yourself get a color. Sometimes people say, well, if I'm making myself do that, I'm forcing it and spirit's not giving it to me. That's not true. Spirits dropped it into their right brain, but I want them to make themselves see or sense it because they're, quote, again, in their left brain, wondering what they're supposed to get. Right. So what I'm really doing is making themselves see or sense mm-hmm. what spirit gave them. Yes, so they shouldn't, make the, make, they shouldn't believe that they're making it up if they're making themselves see or sense what spirit's giving them so yeah to me that just opens it up opens your receptivity right right, so exactly you know let's let's be open to this i'm going to see it right now right right, or sense it right now right right so so when i saw these family members you know um when i was first getting into meditation and connecting with spirit i often thought about you know how our family could advise us in spiritual matters. And then, and I get, I, in my readings, I talk to people and they say, well, I don't even want advice from that person. Yeah. And we're actually going to be talking a little bit about that next time in ancestral healing. Because mm-hmm. obviously, if you've got that going on, you need some ancestral healing. Right, exactly. Um, so, but how, you know, I know people see things differently from the other side. How, right. how do people that we never thought might have been spiritual bring, you know, a depth spiritual of spiritual help. understanding to us? Well, first of all, and that happens a whole lot. I, you know, often when I'm doing readings, I will say, um, uh, uh, your father's here, or sometimes the father's there, but I, I can feel them at a distance and I have to pull them away from the wall. And usually that means the father wants to say they're sorry, whatever, and uh, or mother, whomever, whomever um, can't, comes. And uh, uh, and the, the client will say, I don't want to talk to that person. I want to talk to that person. And, um, and it's because that person was, you know, dismissive or you know, drunk or whatever, and mean um, and and hurtful. And uh, there's a lot of things that people have to understand. First of all, um, if you have those feelings, um, you're right, healing has to take place, or 
in another life, you're going to live with that person again, yep. or you're going to live with an, another person just like that person. You're going to keep going through that karmic lesson until that karmic lesson is healed, until you don't feel that way again anymore. Um, but even more than that, when we pass, when everybody passes, we, even the ones who were hurtful, even the ones who were drunkards, even the ones who were, who beat you up, um, you know, the ego, um, Freud called the ego the executive of the personality, and, and the ego is, is a part of the personality. It doesn't survive the death of the body. It stays, it, it stays in the personal world. It doesn't go into the spirit world. It's not a part of the spiritual life. Um, the spirit, the divine spirit goes into the spirit world. And, um, uh, the, and, and so when we die, we become who we have been forever. And that's the divine self. And, um, and so we, you know, that's why all those near-death experience books say, we. I never felt so much joy, so much wonder, so much grace. It's not because of where we go. There's no place in the spirit world. That's not, it's non-local, it's non-temporal. Um, it's because of who we become. And so even the bad guys um, uh, become their divine, radiant, glorious self. And they look down at who they were, what they did, what they thought, and 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 from their divine perspective and say, what the heck was I thinking? And um, they're the first ones who want to come and, and heal. And so they, too, can work, help you with your spiritual work. They, too, can help you with their spiritual love and life and... Um, growth and um and divine uh wonder and learning that and so the healing can start to take place immediately and you don't have to die to get your spiritual self they may have had to die to get their spiritual self because they had blinders on but that and you don't have to die to get that so don't think that it's a bad thing to have those guys around because they're not who they were in life. They are their divine selves, their radiant beings, and they want to make up for what they had done. And mm -hmm. they want to be the fathers and mothers and, and, and the gods, the divine beings that they can be now. I, I totally agree with you. I see that all the time, people coming with apologies and the desire to help when they didn't either didn't help at all or were actually hurtful in, right. in the past. And so we have those people to call on and to heal with, and we'll be talking more about that next time. And also, but we have unlimited amounts of people, even people we haven't met that are actually our grandparents or great-grandparents. I received an email from someone who felt uh, was starting to connect with her grandmother and um, uh, who lived in Ireland, so she had never met her, and uh, yet they felt such uh, an intense 
closeness. She felt so much that she could, she was so happy to start this relationship in spirit. That's why it's very good to open up to even people that you don't know, and um, they can bring such value to your lives. How how do you explain that? Well, first of all, there's a lot of reasons. First of all, she and her grandmother um, may even have had a past life together. Mm -hmm. She and her grandmother may have um, had her grandmother, um, she didn't know her grandmother, so her grandmother may have some spiritual or even um, uh, purpose um, directives or even karmic directives that they share. She doesn't know her grandmother, so um, uh, like we talked about um you know, uh, Cornelius Vanderbilt, her grandmother might have purposes that she holds with her um, that she doesn't know about. And of course, then there's the past life discovery and then the healing. They, she, the grandmother might have worked on healing some of her own ancestral um, wounds and wants to help her granddaughter heal those. And she might not know about those. The the underlying undercurrents of that connection could maybe unknown to um, this lady, but the um, the connections happen nonetheless. Mm-hmm. And um, and the more she gets to know her, and indeed the more um, she does meditations with her and visualizations with her, and they communicate together, the grandmother will reveal to her their histories together, their work together, their current purposes together, and their future work together Mm -hmm. even. Because um, our ancestors help us uncover um, our futures and recover our pasts. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. It's such a powerful connection. Yeah. With those we know and those we don't know. So yes, for sure. just so many wonderful ideas, wonder, so many questions about it. Um, but we're going to wrap this up now because we are uh, in our next podcast, we're going to be talking about ancestral healing. And part of the communication purpose is the healing. There are right. lots of steps you can go through for ancestral healing. And we'll talk about all of those uh, on our next podcast. Uh, But in the meantime, uh, we have some announcements. The first is, of course, how you can get Sharon's wonderful book, Answers from the Ancestral Realms. Yes. And, um, uh, And it's really easy. And not only if you go to this website, ancestralrealmsbook.com, ancestralrealmsbook.com. You not only will be able to get the book, but we're having a very big opportunity book launch um, with $800 worth of free gifts, workshops, um, downloads. As a matter of fact, among uh, a whole library of audio visualization downloads and included in that is healing with your loved ones in spirit. So That's wonderful. Uh, yeah, so we, the very thing we were just talking about, one of those meditations is there. Also, um, uh, uh, a little uh, mini work, a uh, mini workshop with um, uh, connecting with your past lives and learning about past lives karma, and uh, workshops on. Uh, 
other, uh, there's another karmic workshop and a psychic development workshop on all downloads and $800 worth of stuff that you will get for free, all downloads. And, um, and uh, all you have to do is get the book and go to that landing page and to get the book and then go back to the landing page and put in your receipt number and you will get all these wonderful free gifts. So the page um, address, uh, the website is Ancestral realmsbook.com a-n-c-e-s-t-r-a-l-r-e-a-l-m-s-b-o-o-k.com ancestralrealmsbook.com yes okay great thank you and i i speaking of bonuses i do want to say uh, my latest deck the energy and spirit oracle you can still receive the bonuses there if you go to energy and spirit and the and is spelled out energy and spirit and you can still receive uh, meditations and and uh, seminar bonuses on that as well I also want to announce that Sharon and I are coming up to our usual holiday discount uh, for readings. And um, we're uh, starting Thanksgiving. Actually, you know what, as soon as you hear this, I tell Andrea, you heard the podcast and you want the 10% off on readings, either with myself or with Sharon, you can call uh, the office at Starbringer 440-871-5448. That's 440-871-5448. And um, leave a message that you'd like to schedule. Um, uh, We're booking far in advance, so you'd have to schedule further out. Uh, but um, you'd still get the 10% if you mention the 10% discount at this time. This is from now through January 1st of 23. So those are the announcements, and I want to thank you so much for being with us on today's episode, Meet Your Ancestors and Guides, and I want to invite you to join us for our next episode that Sharon will be guesting with me on talking about ancestral healing, such an important and really life-changing and karmic-changing process. So join us then. Have a wonderful, blessed time. Victoria Moran. Since we launched the Main Street Vegan podcast back in 2012, lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.